My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. Today is all about the third house of Vedic astrology, continuing this series of studying the houses. What do they mean? And what do they mean when there's planets there, a lot of energy there, positive or negative or neutral? If you want to follow along, check out the free guide at quietmind.yoga slash houses, where you can get a sort of overview of all of the houses and take notes so you can implement and understand this self, understand this stuff for yourself. So the third house is all about courage and willpower. Those are the first words that come to mind for me in understanding the third house. And interestingly, not so much about like force and uh, effort and pushing through to have that courage and willpower, but the third house also represents your subconscious mind. And I don't know if you have ever heard of this concept of the rider and the elephant. So if you've ever like tried to change a habit and had really good intentions, maybe you wanted to stop drinking and you were determined, you knew you wanted to do it, like that's exactly your intention, but you end up drinking again. And like for some reason, you're just not making that change that you want to make. Or maybe you wanted to start a new positive habit and for some reason it's just not sticking. That's the subconscious mind, the elephant and the part of us that's trying to steer it and trying to hold the reins is like a little child on that elephant. So the rider and the elephant is a common uh, sort of model used in psychology to understand the subconscious mind. But I think it's totally appropriate here to understand the third house as well. The third house is that elephant. And we have a hard time controlling it sometimes. So you want to look to the third house if you've had issues with this, or maybe you have a really strong willpower, you want to look at the third house to better understand that and how that's playing out. For example, if you had Mars here in the third house, you're more likely to have a pretty good reign on that elephant and be able to steer it and direct it. And when you say you want to do something, you're likely to take action and just do it. Now, you might be a little messy, a little brash, a little bold and abrupt and abrasive, at times, but you're very likely to just get it done and take action and get moving. Whereas if you had maybe Venus here, which Venus sometimes can be lazy and just want to chill out and enjoy the pleasures and beauty of life. So you might not be quite as bold and brazen like the Mars here in the third house, but you might be a little more chill and a little more interested in beauty and harmony and, and connecting and, and peace with other people. So in that case, your willpower might be in service to those things where if it's not going to be in service to harmony, then you're not quite as interested. Whereas Mars there, if it's if it's serving yourself, then you're more likely to, to take action. So this uh, in Parashara's teaching, he's the Rishi who's responsible for a lot of these understandings of Vedic astrology. He put a time associated with each area of the chart as well. So third house would be associated with 2 to 4 a.m. And that's the time when the subconscious mind is processing the day, as you've probably experienced many times. You have very vivid and deep dreams at that time, very strange dreams. So subconscious mind doesn't quite 
work the way our conscious mind does. It thinks in symbols and feelings and senses. So our dreams, we're pro the subconscious mind is center stage for the average person if you're sleeping you know, from like nine to five sort of time at night, uh, two to 4 a.m. You're having those those vivid, crazy dreams where the subconscious mind is just processing and putting on a show of, of like, this is the subconscious mind playing out. And for me, when I've done dream work, that stuff has been so profound and healing for me to understand the patterns and the themes and the communication that's happening in the dreams is so valuable like if you want to understand why you're stuck if you're having trouble uh, moving that elephant that subconscious mind uh, it's going to tell you at 2 to 4 a.m in your dreams if you can catch it now it's really tricky to catch it sometimes as you know if you try to remember your dreams usually they slip away right away because we get into that conscious mind so quickly in the day but again, if you want to work with the subconscious, look at what planets are there, what kind of dreams you might be having, what kind of things you might be working with, and then actually study your dreams and do some dream work to understand them better. And your subconscious mind is communicating with you. And that's another uh, element or concept or keyword to look at for the third house communication. The planet uh, Mercury and the sign of Gemini are karticas, are significators of the third house, which are all about communication. And the third house rules basically from the neck down to the shoulders, to the arms, to the hands, and the lungs. So we need our lungs, the air to communicate. We need our hands to communicate, especially today. We don't quite, maybe you don't think about it, but we use our hands to communicate and, and write maybe more than ever before because we're texting and typing and emailing so frequently in modern western society that uh, we're using a lot of this third house communication with the hands so if you want to understand your communication skills you can also look at the third house as well as mercury and gemini and always there's many things to look at there's many aspects to address so this is just one of many to looking at the chart holistically but communication can be understood better from the third house. For example, if you have Saturn in the third house, you might enjoy, you might feel like you really can communicate yourself if you take the time to slowly write something out because Saturn is slow and patient. Third house is the hand. So this is a great placement for a novelist, somebody who's got to put in a lot of time writing with their hands, as opposed to, for example, if Mars is there, or if Aries is here in the, the the first sign of the zodiac, that could indicate a little bit more difficulty, a little less patience with writing in the hands and communication in general. So the third house also represents short distance travel. And this is helpful to understand as it's opposite of the ninth house. The ninth house is long distance travel, like overseas in a plane. The Third house is opposite that, and that's third house is like going on a bus, a car, bike, motorcycle, short distances, about a day or so of travel. And this, if you have a lot of activity here, a lot of energy in the third house, it might mean that you are somebody who gets in a car and drives and travels a lot. People get on the road a lot and do work where they have to travel a lot. Uh, around town right it's going to be more short distances here if it's the third house but if it's more long distance regular travel then that's going to be more the ninth house 
There's also this relationship here of understanding studying. So the third house is like studying and it can be a little more surface level and even to the fact of like window shopping and like uh, wanting to research the best products and this sort of more superficial kind of study, more on the surface. Of course, there could be depth there to that as well, but that's opposite to the ninth house, which is going to be more like higher education and doing things like getting a degree that take time and patience and a lot of patient, slow, deep research. Third house is more like shallow, quick kind of research, like comparing several different products on Amazon or something like that. Whereas the ninth house is going to be like uh, getting a, a master's degree if you have a lot of energy there as opposed to the third house. Third house also represents the changing of residences. So like if you're somebody who moves a lot, you might have something afflicting the third house that, you know, and you might enjoy that. That's, you know, it might not be a bad thing, but uh, if you want to understand why you're always moving or why you never move, you want to look at the third house to understand that. So this is a good general overview of the third house. And if you want to understand how to work with this, uh, with yoga practices, anything that links the breath and the movement is going to help work with the air elements uh, of the third house. The pranayama practice, any pranayama practice, any breathing practice of extending the breath, alternate nostril breathing, counting the breath, inhaling to five, exhaling to eight, something like that, where you're just counting and observing the breath, really good for working with the energy of the third house. A mudra, a hand position, using the thumb to, in, to pinky finger, the buddhi mudra. Uh, buddhi is mercury, the Sanskrit word for mercury. So any of these practices could be really helpful to, maybe if you have a challenging aspect on your third house or challenging transit you're going through right now, these practices, the some sort of breath and movement yoga practice, some sort of pranayama, any sort of breathing practice, and the buddhi mudra can all help to ameliorate the negative aspects and expression of this energy and bring out more of the positive expression and help us develop more of a neutral perspective to all of it and observing all of it and not getting sort of hung up on the negative expression of these things. So we feel more in alignment, more ourselves and more able to bring out the best within us. I think that's what Vedic Astrology is all about. So next week, I'll be talking all about the fourth house of Vedic Astrology and how it relates to your home, your mother, your relationship to your mother, the home that you create for yourself once you get out of the nest, and any sort of uh, container you have, like uh, your home, your car, vehicles, if you have motorcycles or bikes or anything like that, uh, you can understand all these things from the fourth house, and I'll get into much more depth about that and how you can work with energies in the fourth house on next week's episode of the quiet mind astrology podcast thanks for listening